Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Vox Tablet, the podcast of Tablet Magazine. I'm Sarah Avery, your host. Today, music that will break your heart. More than a decade ago, an Italian-born, Jerusalem-based singer named Charlotte Shulamit Adelenghi was introduced to a collection of songs that got a hold of her and wouldn't let go. They were all composed by women in camps during the Holocaust. The singer, who goes by Shulamit, began performing the songs, but it wasn't until 2013 that she truly found her own voice in the music, with help from two great collaborators, the trumpet player Frank London of the Cosmatics and the Israeli pianist Shai Bachar. They're now releasing their interpretations in a new album titled For You, The Sun Will Shine, Songs of Women in the Shoah. Shulamit is speaking with us about this project from her apartment in Jerusalem. Shulamit, welcome to Vox Tablet. Hello. What can you tell us about the music repertoire on this album and how you came across it? Well, you you surely said some important things already in your introduction. I was introduced to this uh, repertoire by Maestro Francesco Lotoro, in uh, a musicologist and pianist in the south of Italy who did an enormous research on music written in the camps. And uh, he introduced me to this particular uh, selection of music written by women, songs, both words and, and melodies written by women in the camps. And... Uh, at the beginning, I wasn't very sure about it. I never sang in German before. I didn't think I had a special connection to the Shoah in my family. And being my mother English and my father Italian. But somehow they really fascinated me and I really fell in love with them. And uh, I started to perform uh, this special program. How exactly were these songs uh, preserved? Uh, well, each song actually has its own story. Uh, seven of the songs in the CD all belong to Ilse Weber, who was a Czech. Uh, she is so described as an amateur uh, musician. I love his song, songs. I don't know what would, uh, why she's described as an amateur musician. There are simpler, simple music, but very, very uh, touching melodies and words. She was a... Uh, she made radio programs for children, and she was in Theresienstadt with her uh, younger son, uh, Tommy, who was eight-year-old. Her elder son, they managed to send to Sweden with a kinder transport, and her husband also was in Theresienstadt. And when she chose in '44 to join the children, she was a nurse in the infirmary, and when she chose to uh, follow the ch- children to Auschwitz, with her own child and the other children, she could actually have stayed back in Theresienstadt. Uh, she managed to pass her uh, music to her husband, who uh, buried them under a hut. And he survived the war. And uh, he came back and actually uh, got hold of them again. This is the story of Ilse Weber. Uh, Ludmila Peskarova, a non-Jewish Czech composer, political prisoner in Ravensbrück. She survived the camp and she published her own works after. And so on and so forth. Each, each song and its story. 
You mentioned Ilsa Weber. Uh, I'd wonder if we can hear one of her songs. It's the song, I Wander Through Theresienstadt. Quote a little bit from the lyrics for us. What what are the lyrics to this song? The lyrics of these songs are quite conventional. She's taking a walk, strolling through Theresienstadt until the pass comes to an end, obviously, where the camp is limited. And she sees, uh, from far away, she sees her home and how much she would like to be there again. And then, uh, home, what a beautiful word. It's so strange now, the heart is heavy, and in the last verse, Theresienstadt, uh, Theresienstadt, when will all this suffering end? When will we be free again? I think it's a very interesting choice of yours because it's one of the songs that actually um, explain most, I think, why I chose to record when I met Frank London and Shai Bachar, because there is something about their um, arrangements that obviously are very unconventional and very contemporary, that on one hand you could say maybe are like less faithful to the origin, but on the other hand I feel are most faithful in the interpretation that they bring also some kind of another dimension of the core of the of the terrible situation. If just thinking of the words, I'm just, you know, having a walk through Theresienstadt as if a normal thing. And something in the arrangements brings more of the subtext and of the circumstances. And the scream, I would say, of the of the, having to write such a song. Were you at all nervous about straying from the original compositions to the extent that you can know what those composers had in mind for these songs? Uh, yes, yes, but um, I don't know if nervous is uh, what I would say. I. I thought a lot about the, because, you know, the interpretation just comes out. It's not something that you really plan. And I, to, I made a point more than 10 years ago when I began my, my uh, anteprima, which I don't know how you say it in English, but before, you know, before the, the first concert, I did it in Amcha. Amcha is an institution that offers uh, psychological support to survivors. So it was very important for me to feel that I had uh, their legitimation. And after I did the concert there, I really felt and had really very, very warm and important reactions. I kind of felt it was okay that I could go my way and I could present it more and more. Tell us a little bit about your musical background. When did you start singing? (laughs) 
Uh, well, actually, it's a kind of a second career. I was a clinical psychologist for more than 20 years. I gave my first concert when I was 40. From this, you understand I'm not very young. <laughs> and uh, it all uh, just was happened uh, like, a, you know, sometimes you go through, a, maybe because of my psychotherapy, I finally discovered I wanted to be a singer too. <laughs> And uh, I began, my most important programs are uh, of Italian Jewish liturgy. And every time I just, like, fall in love with the program and go with it and find the musicians I want to work with and kind of uh, produce it. But was singing something that you always did since you were a child? I mean, was it like a dual, a parallel interest of yours? Uh, the truth is no. You know, there are some uh, secret dreams that are so secret to a person he himself doesn't know. And that was my case. <laughs> but it uh, eventually came out. And it's the most important thing that I do in life. And surely this CD in particular is uh, a real fulfilling of something because there is something then in true art that I believe um, overcomes all kinds of uh, rationalizations and commemorations and words and words and words. And somehow just one song, even a small little lullaby, not necessarily a protest song like you heard Therese Einstein, even just a small lullaby, saying, uh, like, uh, my child, you, you, I, you should know one day when you wake up how peace has arrived, I think make a great difference in explaining and in remembering and, uh, and in the service of uh, not uh, letting uh, the Shoah be forgotten. I'd love it if we can listen to another song. I'm thinking of Moravia, Moravia, which sounds more experimental, and it's yes. also a little bit eerie, I think. Um, it was composed by Ludmila Peskarova. Tell us what you know about her. Uh, Ludmila Peskarova was a political prisoner. Um, actually, the Moravia is based on um, folk Czech uh, music. There are very rageful words about the Nazi beast and about Ravensbrück, where she was uh, interned. And she actually got interned because uh, her husband was a partisan, and in the day that he was killed, she put uh, a sign of uh, um, a photograph with a black uh, ribbon in her window to remember him, and that was enough for her to found herself in Ravensbrück. trumpet in that song has such a human quality. It's almost like somebody's wailing. 
Uh, and it's interesting that this interpretation, it's so haunting that it was applied to a song by a woman who actually survived the war. What were you responding to, you and your uh, fellow musicians, in making this particular uh, song? I think here uh, the musicians felt something that even I didn't feel at the beginning, which is actually the text. The text is uh, unusually in the CD, very, uh, how would you say, outspoken. Maybe I'll read you a few of the words and uh, and it will be clearer. Please. Like the second verse goes, Ravensbrück, Ravensbrück, cursed place. We are imprisoned here and it's already clear that the Nazi animals are going to assassinate us all. Here we are subjects to the Uberman's command. So there is something quite outspoken and rageful and, uh, and edgy about the conditions of the human existence that I think the musician actually caught in this edgy, avant-garde uh, kind of uh, interpretation. Ravensbrück, Turn for a moment to Ilse Weber, who we spoke of earlier. Seven of the songs on yes. this album, and the album has 11 songs, were written by her. And because of what we know of her biography, which you mentioned earlier, that she was able to save her older son, but she herself was murdered at Auschwitz alongside her younger child yes. and with other children. Knowing that, it's almost unbearable to imagine her writing some of these songs, particularly the ones that seem to be lullabies. Yes. Um, so I wonder, Shulami, what were some of the considerations in determining how to interpret these songs? How do you go about acknowledging her experience without being overwhelmed by the tragedy of her experience mm-hmm. uh, or by making something that's just too painful to to work with or to listen to? Well, I think this generally is the greatness of music and for me for singing is the capacity to really enter all kinds of worlds, even the most terrible one, like this one of the Shoah, certainly of a mother singing to a baby she had to give away to save him, and uh, and find beauty in it. And always interpreting it's to find the exact place where you are completely in and completely out at the same moment. It's not a simple thing to do with this kind of songs. But it's challenging and it's extremely uh, rewarding. And I think that is when an interpretation is valid in in all arts, I think, all performing arts, in when you are able to be really completely connected to the material you are singing and and to yourself and not over-imposing one 
to another in each uh, direction. It's a kind of a magical point, I think, that an interpreter must reach. I don't think I reach it every time, but I do struggle to get there. Uh, let's listen a little bit to the song called A Little Lullaby. Yeah. Uh, would you please share with us some of the lyrics before we do? The night creeps through the ghetto so silently and black. Sleep now, my child, and forget all that surrounds us. Let your little head in my arms, sleeping by your mother feels cozy and warm. Sleep, overnight anything can happen, overnight all worries can pass. My child, you shall see, one day when you wake up, peace will have come overnight. and promoting this album. Uh, I wonder if there's something you do to prepare yourself for a performance to kind of get into the mind frame of these women without being overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. Um, There isn't anything particular. The only thing I really need before performances is silence. It's a kind of uh, looking inside again, going through the words. And actually the best preparation for me is just singing because the moment I begin, I begin to sing, uh, I, get, I get to the right point. It's not something that I can do around it. It's really, it becomes when I sing and I prepare myself being in silence from everyday matters and in singing, simply in singing. What will be your next project? My next project? I don't know, to tell you the truth, because now this baby is born and I'm very, very eager to grow him and uh, or her. And uh, I presented it in uh, the Women Research Center in Boston on the 2nd of April, where Professor Reinhardt actually helped me to, um, to produce the CD and to present it. And I am really looking forward to be able to sing it wherever I can. And uh, I don't feel I'm, I'm free yet to think about the next project, but I'm sure it will come. <laughs> Shulamit, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you very much. The new album from Shulamit is called For You, The Sun Will Shine, Songs of Women in the Shoah. 
The album also features Yuval Leon on percussion, Frank London on trumpet, and Shai Bahar on the piano. She spoke with us from her apartment in Jerusalem. As always, we want to thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, we want to encourage you. In fact, we do encourage you to share it by whatever means necessary. Facebook, Twitter, Shout from the Rooftops, whatever feels right to you, do it. Vox Tablet is produced by Julie Subrin. I'm your host, Sarah Avery. Thanks this week to Daniel Estrin. Hope you'll join us for our next episode. 